Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to this Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio. As we continue through our study in the book of Mark, Pastor Jim this week has been filling in some additional details of Jesus' Galilean ministry from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 43 through 54. The scene was another healing, but this one was unique. It was a Gentile asking for help for his ailing son. And Jesus healed him with a word, even though he lay in bed in a different city. Now to the Jews, the Gentiles were the wrong kind of people. So this was shocking, and just another rule of the hypocritical religion of the Jewish Pharisees that Jesus intentionally broke in order to drive home the point he wanted to make. You have a religion that claims to know God, but has nothing to do with God. Here's the last slice of the message entitled, Your Son Lives. And I want you to notice, above all, how Jesus deals with people from all points on the spectrum of belief and unbelief. And he deals with people of all kinds. Some people came to Jesus with tender, prepared hearts like Peter and John. Some people came to Jesus wrestling with intellectual questions like Nicodemus did. Some didn't seem to be seeking anything at all, but they respond when they see Jesus like Thomas did or the woman at the well. Some are apathetic and indifferent, but God plucks them out of their indifference like the blind man that Jesus heals in John chapter 9, or the man that was healed by Peter and James and John in, in Acts, Acts chapter 3. He's asking for alms. And they said, ah, haven't got any change today, so I'll just have to give you what I've got. Take up your bed and walk. Healed him. Uh, some are openly hostile, persecuting believers and justifying their hatred, like, like Saul who became Paul. Um, you're going to encounter people in all of those various stages of belief and unbelief toward the Lord. Understand, every one of them needs to hear the very same gospel. They need to see it lived out in your life. And then you speak the truth in love. That's like singing the words accompanied by the music of the way that you live. People are all different. They're all finding different ways to display their sinfulness. They're all finding different ways to mask their, their lostness or to pretend that they're righteous. But uh, we know there's none righteous, not even one. There's no man or woman who seeks God on his or her own. But we have the one message for all those people in all of those circumstances. But I also want you to realize who this guy was. He was a Gentile. Uh, the the Pharisees, they wouldn't even step on the soil of the Samaritans who were half Jews. Uh, they, they, they wouldn't do that. Well, Jesus reached out to them, reached out to people who weren't Pharisees as well, but were under their influence. And then he intentionally 
traipsed right through Samaria. And when he was there, he broke another one of their rules. He spoke to a woman in public. Oh, we don't do that. And then he goes into Galilee. And in the midst of all of this birdbath deep, shallow response of the thrill seekers, Jesus zeroes in on one Gentile who comes to him. My friends, we have one message for everyone of every background. Jesus violated countless man-made rules against engaging across the lines of ethnic or national boundaries when He treated this Gentile with the same compassion and grace and miracle power that He had, just like He had that woman. I thought I'd comment on something here. I, this, this past week, one of our people had something handed to them and you know, passed it on to, to me to val- validate that it was what we thought it was. It's something I haven't had to deal with in years and um, brought up a whole lot of feelings I had from when I did have to deal with it, is the idea that one race of people is superior to others. Do you know there are people who believe that the Bible supports that notion? No one who knows the character of God, no one who knows His Son Jesus, no one who understands His Word would, would ever think such a totally blasphemous thought. But I'm afraid that that belief system is alive and well. Uh, if, if you encounter somebody who did that, um, you may tell them what I said about it and refer them to this sermon or refer them to me. Every single attitude of racial superiority or inferiority is purely, openly satanic. Now, was I clear enough about that? That is from Satan. He is anti-God. The fact that such ideas permeated the false religion of the Jews in Jesus' day who wouldn't step on Samaritan soil, let alone have dinner with a Gentile, I mean, they, they were even upset with Jesus for having Jewish sinners in the dinner company that he kept at Matthew's house. That shows how openly apostate their whole system was. There is no such thing as racial superiority because the whole idea that there are such things as different races, that is anti-God, that is anti-Bible, that is an invention of Satan. Now, I know after the, after the flood, after the Tower of Babel, shifting continents, confusing the languages, isolating people in different places, and, 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 and breeding in that way, yes, I know there are different physical characteristics. Um, I, I love how it's said in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? We seem to have a pigmentation problem here. Many of us are sorely deprived in that category. Some are more average. Some have. There are different characteristics. There are different, uh, you know, general things. But there are not different races. There is one race, only one race. God created it all from one man that He directly created. And if you don't, if you don't believe that, if you don't know that, 
Acts 17, 26. Paul was preaching on Mars Hill. He says very clearly, He made, God made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Every single one of us comes from the very same gene pool. If we traced our family trees back far enough, I mean, go to, what is it, dna.com, see if they can go back this far, you'd get to Adam with a giant bottleneck at Noah. Okay? All of the diversity that you see in all of the human race over all of the world now was on the ark. And it all came from Adam and Eve. And Christians ought never to have anything to do with putting up barriers between classes or colors or ethnicity or cultures. We have one and only one message and it needs to be squarely on our shoulders that we take it as our responsibility to cross those barriers, to preach the one true gospel, which is the only thing that brings true reconciliation and true unity. It's our job to put ourselves out, give our time and resources and energy to the downtrodden, to refugees, to the isolated ones of the world, the so-called unreached people groups. Same principle. Start with your own people. Like Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea. They said, oh, okay, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll go outside the city limits. And then he said, and Samaria, <gasps> and to the remotest parts of the earth. Take the gospel to everybody you can reach in your circle of influence right now. And then put yourself out to take the gospel across the barriers to the people that you don't even like. And then do everything you can to help get the gospel to the people that you don't even know well enough to not like yet. Remotest parts of the earth. As for me, I'm going to Russia tomorrow. What are you doing? No, that's... uh, They're not very different from us by any way that we would count different. What's the principle? Paul wrote it at the beginning of Romans. He says in 116 and 17, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it, you might say it alone, it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. We all are human. We all have exactly the same needs. And no less than Jesus Himself set the example. He came to His own people. They rejected Him. But He kept talking. He kept preaching. He kept telling them the good news. And He took the gospel to Samaritans and to Gentiles. Aren't you glad somebody got around to the Gentiles? That's who we are. (laughs) That's who we are. Who were, according to Ephesians 2, formerly far off, and now we have been drawn near. Let's pray. Father, I can't imagine what that man thought when he heard your son say to him, your son lives. And then to find out, that in that moment his life was spared. Thank you, Father, that that's just a picture of your ability to call the dead to life, to bring about new life in Christ, even though we're dead in our trespasses and sins. 
you've made us alive by your grace. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.